Hi, I'm Dr. B, and today we'll be talking about how to quit heroin. That will be the topic of the day. Please join me in my vision so that we can create a society where those suffering from substance abuse can live and prosper with dignity and hope. You can easily do that by clicking the subscribe button and also clicking the notification bell. Thank you very much for that. So the question I'm answering is, uh, the topic today is going to be how to quit heroin. Now this is a very wide topic to discuss and it almost seems impossible to answer. And let me tell you this, the reason I chose it is uh, I've been advised that this is a topic that a lot of people seem to be searching on the internet and YouTube. So I'm going to take this opportunity to kind of answer that topic, but it's impossible to answer in a short, you know, a few minutes here on a video. In addition, it's very complex to answer. So what can I do to help you along this road? I think the best thing I can do is creating some guidelines and some points of understanding for you when you ask that question. Uh, here's what it exactly is. <clears throat> How to quit heroin. Um, and so that's what I'm going to try and do is create some guidelines, give you some facts of understanding so you have a better understanding of what that question even means. And then from there, you can move forward and make some wiser decision, more well-informed decisions, and you don't have to fall in all of the pit traps that everyone else has fallen into over the years. I, I, I think the first thing we can say is, uh, even under the best of circumstances, when treatment is done perfectly well, the answer is different for every individual depending on where they are at under addiction and what are their demographic factors. What does demographic factors mean? Age, how long they've been using, how much do they use, their genetic predispositions, the other substances they may have a propensity for or addiction to, their comorbidities, which means other diseases they may be suffering, their social circumstances, how much money they have, what is their environment, how supportive it is. So as you can see, even if I was going to execute the treatment plan perfectly, the question is very dependent on a lot of factors, which we can call demographic factors, and the details of the extent and breadth of the addiction. So I'm going to avoid those things. But let me tell you, some of the things that you should really understand and have in your mind as you approach this. Number one, un understand what the treatment industry offers, okay? Oftentimes you see on a lot of these TV shows or people talk about it, he needs to go into detox or she needs to go into detox, whoever that may be, okay? It might be someone young, it might be someone old, it might be a male, it might be a female, it might be a relapse. And the thing is, he needs to go to detox. She needs to go into detox. Uh, so let me say a few things about that. Number one, the term detox uh, has very, I feel negative, misleading implications and connotations because it, it, it sort of implies a beginning and end to treatment. You go into detox, you're done. Everything's good. You're cured. You can come out. Those of you that have been dealing with this for a long time and family members that have been dealing with this for a long time know that's absolutely not the case. In fact, <clears throat> the terminology, I believe, uh, 
the sort of ruling bodies have changed it now. And years ago, I was discussing this when I was discussing terminology used in addiction. It should be, it should be called medically assisted uh, withdrawals, something like that. And that might be exactly what they call it. It's medically assisted withdrawals. You're not curing addiction by going to detox. It's the initial stage of treatment that you're dealing with. And that part is so critical because if you start that off wrong with the idea, the person went into detox, he comes out, he goes home, he just gets a little bit of counseling, everything's okay. No way. If you take that position and many of you and many families have dealt with this, it is absolutely wrong. So that's number one. All detox is, is when you're in a heavy stage of your addiction, heroin addiction, you have some medically supervised and assistant withdrawal, which can mean two things. One, it makes the symptoms easier to bear. And two, depending on your other medical conditions, and in some cases, if you're dealing with alcohol or benzos, you need to supervise the person, the patient, because they may have very, very adverse effects during withdrawal, okay? So in the case of heroin, all detoxification means is that it is supervised, so it makes the landing a little bit easier. But you're still dealing with addiction. Number two uh, I want to talk about is uh, uh, where do you go for this sort of treatment and who do you deal with with this sort of treatment? There's all kinds of guidelines for American Society of Addiction Medicine that tells you the level of care and intensity of care. So you have to find somebody that really understands that. Let me give you an example. Let's say I have a patient. He's homeless. He has lost everything. He's 28 years old. He's using lots of heroin every day. He has no resources. He has no means. He has no tools in the toolbox to get it together. So this is a very sick person that needs additional help during their detoxification process, which again should be called medically assisted withdrawals. Well, that person is going to be very difficult to treat as an outpatient, right? Where he just comes into my office and gets some medication and goes home. There is no home. There's no resources. There's no capacity for him to make the correct decision. That person needs a higher intensity of care than somebody who is gone through all of that and months later or years later has an episodic use of the drug, does he need to go into a program? Absolutely not. And this is something else that you run into the industry consistently and repetitively. An episode of use, even multiple use episodes, does not really equate to relapse. And American Society of Addiction Medicine supports this idea. And again, it's something that I've been talking about for years. It, the treatment needs to be tailored to the patient where they're at in terms of their disease, particular disease, and in terms of the psychosocial sort of surroundings that where they're operating in. Uh, number three, when you're talking about heroin, as a general rule of thumb, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how else to put this, if there's no discussion of medication-assisted treatment in a very serious way, and if there's no explanation to you by the provider that, look, we need to approach this in a way that we understand that this is a chronic, relapsing, remitting disease that we're aiming for long-term remission. If that discussion is not had, that's not a serious treatment center, uh, in my opinion, okay? Uh, 
Now, does this mean every single person that's suffering from heroin addiction has to get on medication treatment? No, right? But that to me is like saying, does every person with type 2 diabetes not need to stop medication? No. The first thing you do is attempt without the medication and see if it works through diet and exercise and lifestyle changes. Now, it's a little bit different with heroin use, but nevertheless, I'm saying there has, I'm simply saying there has to be a very serious discussion and education of the patient and the loved ones about medication assisted treatment buprenorphine products. So these are some of the global, you know, this again, this is a very complex thing that should be dealt with the provider and the patient. But these three things that I just reviewed can kind of give you some guidelines on how to approach this. And I think the most important thing that really this is pointing towards is that the person or the organization that you make your initial contact with be extremely knowledgeable and professional in their understanding of heroin addiction and what needs to be done for that particular patient. I think that's the global overall message, okay? From the patient side, if we have all of that set in place, there has to be a question asked. And, and again, this is almost too much detail for a kind of a broad overview. How ready is the patient for quitting? Uh, that, that's, that's a very important uh, consideration when somebody comes into you, uh, you know, how to quit heroin. You know, let's say if you're just wondering, how do I quit heroin? And you're using heroin daily and you just decided to do a search on Google. Uh, there's no one way answer, right? It really depends on you, where you're at in your addiction and, you know, what they call the system calls your readiness to change. And you have to take the, all of these ingredients. And as a provider, you need to approach the patient and figure out what each one of these components is contributing to their readiness to quit. And even then, I will say this, from a provider perspective, you're always moving forward in attempting to relieve that patient of this addiction. Let me, and, and this is what, I'm gonna lead into something else and there's other videos in the future that are going to talk about this. That is a harm reduction model. So for example, uh, let, me get, let me try to explain that by an analogy. Uh, let me repeat it. From a provider's perspective, you should always be ready to engage the patient where they are at. That is harm reduction. So when Joe comes into my office and he wants to quit heroin, and I'm like, are you sure? Are you ready? I don't know him well. It's going to take me some time to get to know him. He wants to do this as an outpatient. He has no other resources. I finally make the decision. We are going to go with Suboxone. What is it that I need to do? Well, what I need to do is not give him a month of medication and say, see you in a month. I give him a few days of medication and say, see you in a few days. He comes back. I'm building a rapport. And it comes out that, you know, he used. And he tells me he used. Well, well you know. Uh, I will do a urine test, but you know, it's the rapport you build the patient. And so he's, we keep, we continue embarking upon getting to a place where his readiness to change score goes up. I will do this weekly if I have to, and improvements will eventually be uh, seen over time. Uh, so my, my point here is 
well, you know, when the question is how to quit heroin, a lot of this, aside from the fact that you need to go to a very, very skilled and knowledgeable provider or organization, the rest of it is up to you. The organization's job is to evaluate you as a patient, your demographics, offer you appropriate information, including medication-assisted treatment. And then from that point, depending on where you are and your readiness to change, they need to engage you at that level. And overall, that concept is called harm reduction. I packed a lot of stuff up here and put it in a few minutes because the question how to quit heroin is not a simple question to answer. What I'm hoping is you have some guidelines and a little bit of knowledge and uh, whether you're family or you're the patient themselves, you're armed with a little bit of knowledge to move forward in seeking out the appropriate treatment team, facility, or provider. So for any more information regarding uh, opiate abuse or some of our other topics with addiction, please click above to my left and please leave comments below if there's something that is left out. Have a wonderful day.